Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to episode 28 of Internal Budget. Brandon Mackey of Silver 7 Sends here with you for episode two, part two of our two-part Stanley Cup playoff breakdown. The Bosti breakdown, if you will. Yes, once again, Matt Bosti will join me today to dissect the Western Conference playoff picture. And at the end of it all, we will reveal to you, the listeners, who we think will take home the Stanley Cup. So please, give it up for Matt Bosti once again, and please enjoy. Matt Bosti, welcome back for part two, my friend. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me again. For I some know, reason. I'm going to keep saying that. Yes, <laughs> each time I'm equally shocked that you're, you're bringing me back on here. You yeah, you know what? for me just for my my really bad hockey takes. Like, nothing problematic or anything like that. Just like, ah, come on, Matt. No one wants to hear what you have to think. Well, you're doing a greater service. Well, your affiliations with Sault Ste. Marie should be enough to deplatform you, but I'll <laughs> off for now. Uh, Ray House would have won the cup. <laughs> I don't know, actually. I don't follow the O that much. They were okay, actually. If I'm thinking well, back. They were well, we got some big team. news and uh, we got some big news on the pro side, Bosty, this week. Uh first, Dougie Hamilton, we found out after we talked about the Eastern Conference last week, of course, that he's gonna be out for probably a period of weeks. And oh, I just got the Sportsnet notification on my phone. Corey Crawford just rejoined the Blackhawks. Well, that's good. That's that's really important for Chicago. Who's their yeah. backup right now, anyways? Because they traded Colin Delia. Yeah, Delia and Malcolm Subban are their two other goaltenders, I think. Uh, man, there's the, the the goalies that have come out of come out of Vegas in their short life. Just su- such a weird shuffle. Yeah, Subban must be there. All right, well, yeah, that's good for Chicago because uh, I can't imagine what their team would look like without Crawford. they're in in tough and we'll definitely get to that but i gotta get your take on it what do you think about the seattle kraken joining the nhl i really like it i uh yeah i think it's fun you know i i there were a lot of uh there was a lot of talk about like oh it's a silly name oh it's not pluralized and it's like come on it's we had the vegas golden knights there's a team named after a leaf yeah, there's a team named after a leaf. Like, let's be honest, Senators is kind of cool, but it's like it's like the Beatles. Once you realize the pun once, you're like, okay, it will never be funny again. <laughs> it, it, it's 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 an interesting it's interesting to see people kind of get get mad about stuff. We got Minnesota is called the Wild. What yeah. the hell is the Wild? Yeah, okay, I get it. you got some forests. Like, it, it, people are going like incredibly angry over. Well, okay, incredibly angry. I'm going hyperbolic here, but people are getting getting upset over Kraken and they wanted something like sockeyes. <coughs> yeah. Excuse me. They wanted sockeyes, which you know what? It might it kind of flows a little bit better, but like it's just a type of salmon. 
Like that doesn't instill fear. Like it feels like a like a, a screech owl's opponent. <laughs> like way, going way back, it's like oh, we're gonna go play the salmon up there. They're spawning upstream to the big tournament. It's like all right, guys, everyone, let's chill out. The Kraken ha- are a fun name. Uh, those jerseys. Oh, oh, they're gorgeous. They're they're disgusting. And the branding, the marketing, they've knocked it out of the park so far. Everything. That, like, I, that I, I thought the, I was going to uh, hate Kraken. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I thought I was going to hate the name Kraken. Like I thought it was going to be stupid and I didn't know how they were going to brand it. But they totally blew me away. Like I, I pre-ordered one of the t-shirts there. They're doing a great initiative where uh, they're donating 100% of their proceeds on merchandise through the month of August to youth groups in the Seattle community. So great stuff there. Um, and they've also been really um, committed to hiring minorities in their front office staff. So you can't not like them so like far, even, right? Even like Climate Pledge Arena. Has, yeah, yeah. There's, there's issues around all that, of course, with, with the funding coming in from who it comes in from. But still, like they're, they're going out of their way to try and be uh, ethical and, and smart with breaking into this league. And uh, I'm excited for it. Uh, if it's you def- compare this to the Golden Knights, who I thought, hey, I, I thought it was dumb from the get-go. Everything about the Golden Knights, they were fun in the first season because they really kind of cranked it up over the top with the uh, the playoff like skits at the at the start of games and all that. But I'm uh, I'm hoping that Seattle could kind of become uh, a team to root for in the West until they do something that makes me mad, and then they're gonna- <laughs> they're definitely doing things that the league needs more of but let's jump right into it here bosti we were talking before we kicked the recording on about how different the western conference playoff picture is from the east it's it seems a lot more wide open to me like there isn't uh those uh there isn't an abundance of those pittsburgh and montreal type matchups where or or even like new york and florida where you can kind of bank on neither team going much farther after that like there's a good amount of teams in this thing who you could probably see making a run at it right like even looking at the top 4 coming in like you have dallas there mm-hmm. like yeah. like that that is wild to me i saw dallas uh earlier this year and they looked like a team that had no identity now that might have just been because it was like a february game against the sens yeah, <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of hard to wake up for that, but they've got they've got some skill. You got Seguin, you got you've got quality up and down the lineup, but it's not like uh, when you look at St. Louis or the Avalanche, where you know how they're gonna play, you know how they're gonna attack. They seem like a team that's just like, yeah, we're pretty good, I guess. And that if it, that's one of the best teams coming out of the West, I'm pretty excited to see how this all shakes out. Yeah, yeah, I can't disagree with that. Uh, let's dive right into the first series here. Let's talk about Winnipeg and Calgary because I think this is going to be a really fun one. Oh yeah, absolutely. Especially given it's uh, Canadian team versus Canadian team. Is this the first time Winnipeg's uh, faced a Canadian team in the playoffs? Uh, I think, I think so. so. Yeah, they, they barely been in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It took them like a hot twenty years, if you count Atlanta, to <laughs> to yeah. win a single playoff game. Uh, so I'm, ex- I'm excited to see that because that's, uh, well, I wish I could say the fans, uh, would get really into it. Cause you can't, you'd have to see a red and then you'd have uh, the Winnipeg whiteout kind of going back and forth, but we'll see, we'll see how they do it with CGI, get some EA sports, uh, moves going on. Yeah. What do you think though? Who do you think, who, who, who do you have coming out of this? I have Winnipeg coming out of it. Um, 
And, th- and it's tough for me to say that because you look at a team like Calgary and they're so talented and it, it's getting increasingly hard to understand why they can't advance in the playoffs. Um, they've had some real trouble over the last few years. Uh, for me, it comes down to a few things. Winnipeg's better by almost every metric that you look at. Uh, they score more goals. They give up less goals. Calgary's a better possession team. And then... You combine all that with the fact that Winnipeg has Connor Hellebuck in net, uh, who could very realistically win the Vesna Trophy this year. Um, Paul Maurice, I think, has had more time to build up a culture and build up his systems with this Winnipeg team than Jeff Ward has had in Calgary. He's done a phenomenal job considering he was thrown into that and thrown into the head coaching job out of nowhere. Uh, but you look through Winnipeg's lineup, I think they're deeper, they're bigger, and they're more physical. And this is probably going to be a physical series. Um, I, I don't know. Winnipeg just seems like the logical choice to me. They, like I said, they just seem deeper. And I think they're just the all-around better squad. And even if they're not, even if they don't play up to their capabilities, I, I think Connor Hellebuck is going to outperform David Riddich. Um, what do you think? That's I, I'm, I agree completely. Hellebuck is the factor here. Uh, I don't think Riddich is bad, but I also don't think he's amazing. I think he's, if if your team wants to make a big, big run, uh, you try and deal for Leonard. And watching uh, the Flames kind of do nothing at the deadline again is the, uh, a big reason why I don't think that they, they move on. I know it's tough. It's tough to deal, especially with Calgary, who have never, well, actually, was it this year or was it last year where they were first for such a long time? That was last it, year, right? It was last year. It was yeah. last year, yeah, and they lost to Colorado in round one. Yeah, <laughs> well, that, that's just it. So the, it's it's tough to deal your players. It's tough to deal prospects, and this year especially because they weren't as amazing as they were the year before. But they're they're just so cookie cutter. You know that, that Matt Kachuk's going to be a pain in the ass. You know Goodrow's going to be fast. Uh, but there's, there's nothing that really brings in a sense of excitement on the Flames. Like uh, Line A can do for the Jets, or Hellebuck can do for the Jets, where where it's just you kind of your jaw drops as you watch these players make plays. I don't see that coming out of the Flames. I see a bunch of really good good players playing absolutely fine without an extra gear. I think that if they were really serious about it this year, which I don't think they were, they they trade something to try and get Leonard out of Chicago. Uh, and, and run with him because I, I think Riddich has been fine, but I don't think he's a great goalie. I think that he has a lot of stuff that he uh, he would look a lot better with a better, like if you put the Canes defense in front of him, I think Riddich would look great because so many of his issues are, are weird rebounds, uh, him attacking the puck from a weird angle. And with a steadier, uh, a steadier D, that stuff isn't as noticeable. That being said, I don't think the Jets are all that much better than the Flames, I just think that they're better than them for, for a best of five. Yeah, and Calgary may even run with Cam Talbot, who didn't have the best regular season, but if I'm not mistaken, I think he was pretty good down the stretch, and um, he, he is historically a little better in the playoffs. Um, but but even then, like it's a five-game series. like You don't have the luxury of time uh, to decide between goaltenders. Uh, and I think that really favors Winnipeg. And I, and I don't want to knock Calgary too much because their top six talent is phenomenal. They have a, they probably have a better blue line than Winnipeg does. But I think Winnipeg is the the deeper team, the more experienced team. 
I'm not all that confident in Calgary's leadership group, to be honest. We know Matt Kachuk plays hard. We know Johnny Gaudreau, Monaghan plays hard. But they never really strike you as a team that, that gels and comes together, especially come playoff time. So, yeah, I, I, think, I think Winnipeg has a distinct advantage here. Uh, I I agree, and uh, I I'm hoping that it just gets to be good hockey out of the out of, out of those two teams. Yeah, uh, it'll, it'll probably be a fun series. This could be a uh, this could be a, a rivalry in the making, and I want more of those out of the West because I find it kind of hard to to stay up some nights and watch these uh, these Western games. <laughs> I'll I'll always try and watch Calgary and Edmonton, which is also why I'm kind of hoping Calgary can win because if there's a way that we could see Calgary Edmonton in this playoffs. I'm always down for that, but I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, I just want rivalries out here. I want good hockey, uh, and I, I'm hoping that that these kind of these close close cases can really bring that. Why don't we talk about Edmonton? Because they're the next series on the docket, uh, and like we were talking about before, they are playing the Chicago Blackhawks. <laughs> Uh, my biggest thing that I had circled was that Corey Crawford was the question mark. Um, so, so now that we know he's back, uh, it, I don't think it changes the complexion of the series too much. I still think Edmonton, like if you, if you just look at the statistics, right? Like Edmonton scores a lot of goals, uh, obviously with McDavid and, uh, Leon Dreisaitl, their forward, their offensive ability is, in, is among the best in the league. They're not great defensively. Goaltending is kind of hit and miss. But Chicago hasn't really done a whole lot of anything all year. They're a really bad possession team. Um, so, man, I don't know. Where, 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 where are you landing on this? I have, I have Edmonton in four. I think that they may lose one just to the, the leadership and the experience that Chicago has. But I just think that they can roll. Rule their lines better. They're younger. They're faster. They're hungrier. Uh, I don't think Koskinen is great, but I don't think he needs to be great for for this series. Uh, well, like this is kind of like if you, I would love to see Chicago and in Montreal go head to head at some point because I think they're in the same position. These are teams that never thought that they would have a chance at playoff hockey this no. year. They didn't improve their their team at the uh, trade deadline. Uh, it doesn't really. I don't know the vibe that I'm getting from even the players in the interviews. Like, yeah, Taves is saying the right things, but I don't think that they're really all as invested into like, oh, we got to do a big push. We got to keep going. We yeah. gotta, we gotta try for this. They're just kind of like, all right, let's uh, let's roll the dice. If we win, we win. If not, we don't have to stay in a bubble for another yeah. two months. Kind of, kind of attitude coming out of them. So well, it's funny. It- it's funny you said they didn't improve because they actually got worse. They traded Robin Leonard, and <laughs> well, that's that, that exactly was the yeah. that was their big deadline move, right? Is that they they got substantially worse. Uh, you don't have an option outside of Corey Crawford now, and even then, he is hasn't been too great either. He's got a solid save percentage at nine seventeen, but he's gives up. He's got a two point seven goals against average. He's sixteen twenty and three. Not his best season by any means. He hasn't been able to stay healthy, and you just I don't think. Like we've been talking about, I don't think Chicago can keep up with Edmonton's firepower. So is Crawford capable of steering this, stealing this series? Yeah, probably. It, you know, if we get the Corey Crawford of old. But it's like you, you said, you Koskinen isn't... <laughs> if you yeah. want Corey Crawford yeah. of old, you need Seabrook of old too to, That's uh, true. to complement each other. Definitely. And you said Koskinen isn't, isn't great, but he doesn't need to be great. Hmm. You know, he, he, he makes a lot of key saves. 
and that's really all he has to do because you know he's going to get run support. You know McDavid and Dreisaitl are going to put the puck in the net. And even the more underrated guys like Nugent Hopkins, I think he's probably going to have a big series on against a weaker Chicago blue line. I'm with you, man. I, I think Chicago takes this one in four. Or, sorry, Edmonton takes it in four. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, it, well, and I... Uh, last week, I was really hot on the Oilers. I was thinking about it. I'm like, oh, they're coming in. They're they're fresh. They've all got. They've had great, a great season. Like Dry Saddle's numbers are nuts. McDavid is. Uh, it, well, McDavid's McDavid. He's feeling better. <laughs> He's got time off, so any nagging injuries are okay. But the, I guess while I was in a car for seven hours, uh, I was thinking a lot about the Oilers, and I'm thinking about their blue line, and I'm like, can they can they keep up? Can they yeah. keep up? So if we had done the West last last week, I would have been a lot more all in on the Oilers. I won't I won't say where I think they're gonna lose, uh, but they they were one of my uh, three teams I was looking at of maybe being a, a, a cup contender. But I, I I'm excited to see them dismantle Chicago because I think that <laughs> if they if they do skate circles around and they come in with a lot of a lot of momentum, then I could see them doing something. Yeah, but I think they're also lucky that they're facing Chicago and not a team like uh, uh, I was gonna say the Coyotes. But even then, <laughs> I don't think. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I won't spoil too much from there. But I don't think they'd have too much trouble with the Yotes either. Uh, but I think that they're gonna be up against it as this the series goes. Yeah, I I think so too. Uh, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think they're a team who the more thought you give them, the less bullish on them you are. Uh, I, it's like we've talked about a million times throughout this throughout this two-parter. There are teams who have who you probably know are going to roll through their qualifying round matchup, but are not going to roll through the first round of the playoffs. Uh, I, I think Edmonton falls into that category. Um, look... It, <laughs> Is there a universe where Chicago could beat them? I mean, yeah. Like, we talked about the experience, the skill they have with Taze and DeBrinket and Kane. Like, those guys are no slouches. Like, those are still some of them among the best players in the league. But I think, like you said, Edmonton's younger. They're faster. I think they're. I think it's probably going to end up being a shootout, but they're going to shoot their way to probably a four-game series win. And it's funny that you were saying they're lucky they didn't run into a better team. I think the best team in this qualifying round is in the next series. I think it's the Vancouver Canucks, and they're taking on the Minnesota Wild. Where where do you land on that? Oh, easy. <clears throat> I will be surprised if Minnesota wins a game. Wow. <laughs> to, to, to be frank. Well, I remember back in November looking at Minnesota and thinking, I'm like, are they going to do worse than Ottawa? That was my gut feeling was Ottawa had to tank harder than Minnesota this year, and somehow they kind of they strung together some wins. They've got... I don't. I, did they do anything at the deadline? I don't think they did because no, they were really. they were in this awful in between stage that like what are you gonna do? You're not gonna you're not gonna pull the trigger on anything here. As, as they always are. Yeah. Well, that's just it. Like it, this has nothing to do with the playoffs. The fan base I feel the worst for in the entire NHL is Minnesota. They have had like one and a half good playoffs, kind of maybe I guess, uh, and they just like who's their star power? Is it still uh, Parise? Yeah, yeah. Eric Stahl had a really good season too. He always has a good season, even though he's he's getting older. It's fine, but they're so dull. Mm-hmm. Like, they are the most boring team to watch. Like, they have no personality up and down the ice. No offense to any of these players if you're listening to uh, this podcast. <laughs> number one, why? We're not going to give you any, like, actual Really, season. yeah. And number two, I, you're a great player, but, like, 
like I, I'm looking up and down their lineup. Like Zucker, he's a, they traded him, right? He's on Pittsburgh now, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. So he was fun. He had some personality. He's gone. Miko Koivu, all right. Yeah, back in the day he was okay, but he's 37, 36 or whatever, and put up like 20 points. He's not who he used to be. You got Dumba, which is uh, uh, who who's a lot of fun. Wait, did they trade Dumba? No, no, no. They got no, they didn't no, no. trade Dumba. Not, way, not yet, anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no. Okay, good, good, good. I was thinking there. He's a great player, but again. He's a he's a he's a skilled defenseman. That's not who you want to build your team around. I think they need to go. They they need to nuke their team so hard. They need to trade absolutely anyone with any sort of uh, value for it and try and build out like an expansion team. Like wow. <laughs> literally do wow. anything they can because their team has no identity. They're up against it on the cap because of stupid stupid contracts, and they need to either. They, they need to blow it up and lose for about, I think, like three years straight. I think they need to be bottom three in the uh, NHL for three years straight because I don't even think there's they have a great uh, prospect or anything coming up. Well, well I, I'm not as sour on the wild as I think you are. Uh, I like their head coach. I like Dean Evison. I like Bill Guerin as the GM. Uh, and here's the thing. Minnesota was pretty solid down the stretch. You know, know, like how. they had... They struggled early in the season because they play a good system. Yeah, they, they play good defensive hockey. They're they're not deep. They're not going to outskill anybody, but but they played a good system and they got really really good goaltending. Devin Dubnik did not have a good season, but Alex Stalock did. His record's twenty eleven and four. Man, he got a nine ten save percentage. That's pretty good. He is who you have to blame. For the fact that they're not getting a good draft pick, or they're going to get laughed at. Yeah. Well, I, 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 yeah, I think, <laughs> I think, think twenty years of organizational, organizational ineptitude. Yeah, why no, that they're not, you know, like they've been mismanaged. Those Parise and Suter contracts have doomed them forever. But Ryan Suter and Zach Parise, they're not scrubs yet. Like they're still performing pretty well. Um, now, is all that to say I think the Minnesota Wild are going to beat the Vancouver Canucks? Absolutely not. Uh, Vancouver, Vancouver. Yeah, absolutely. I th- I think they'll win a game, at least one. I think they might even win two. I really do. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't see it. I can't see it. I can't see that lineup having the uh, the excitement, the the umph, the energy to take on the uh, the young, the young and Louis Erickson. Well, well, it's like Ottawa a couple of years ago, right? If you play a good system, it doesn't matter who you're up against. Ottawa could and should have beat Pittsburgh three years ago, and they did not have nearly the skill the Penguins had in, in any position except the blue line. Um, and it was one guy. It was Carlson. So <laughs> so, there, so I think Minnesota can frustrate their way to w- winning one or two games. I think Vancouver's better talent pool will shine through. Their top six is really good. And Marstrom had a really good season, too. Uh, so, yeah, do I think Vancouver is going to win? Absolutely. Am I, am I totally sleeping on Minnesota? No. I, I, I don't think Minnesota is the worst team in this play-in by, by any game. Oh, no, no. Montreal conference. is still here. Montreal. Yeah, exactly. And Chicago, I think, are still worse. But it's just... I think, I've, again, it's kind of going back. I think playoff hockey takes a certain experience and energy and i just don't see it coming out of minnesota 
Well, well, well. Here's the thing, too. It, it, a lot of this comes down to matchup. I think if the Minnesota's playing a different team, we're we're not we're we're not talking about them the same way. Like I think if we're talking about them playing Calgary or Winnipeg, we're giving serious thought to them beating one of those teams. Yeah. I think if think if we're if they're playing Nashville or Arizona, which we'll get to in a second, I think we're giving serious thought to them beating one of those teams. Like they they score more goals than the Jets, man. Like they score almost as many goals on average as the Oilers. Like, it's close. Like, the Oilers score 3.14 goals per game, and the Wilds score 3.16. I'm sure a lot of that has to do with McDavid being hurt this year. But but I, I really can't knock this team, you know, too much. Like, are, are they a contender? No. But they're solid. I, I don't think solid is enough to win the Cup. But don't be surprised if they pull out a game or two against Vancouver. I will be surprised. <laughs> no matter what you say, I will be surprised if they can if they can uh, if they can win a game. Well, maybe if Vancouver really drops the ball. No, no. I, you know, I I might be extra harsh on them. I I've got a bit of a bone to pick against Winnipeg because I think that they they skate by with a lot of discourse not being directed to them when uh, when Sens fans and and stuff, especially during the Brian Murray years of us always being on the bubble mm-hmm. and sometimes some bad contracts. Uh, we got a lot of hate from. Oh, fan base and other leagues uh, and around the league where I thought that Minnesota was just doing everything a lot worse. And uh, they, they skated by without the same sort of uh, discussion. And I guess uh, probably because you're out of Minnesota and one's out of a Canadian Canadian, t- uh, Canadian franchise like Ottawa. So, of course, the media is going to focus on them. So I definitely will ag- admit I have a little bit of a hate on for, for Minnesota. But I'm hoping that this is kind of uh, for Minnesota fans because I like them. They, this will be a playoff where they can transition into a new, a new part of the organization, a new time. They yeah. got rid of they got rid of Fletcher in the off season, right? Was it Fletcher? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, Fletcher, his weird stuff. Uh, I think Garen's making a lot of the right decisions. He's he's smart. He's steady. And I think that if he, he he'd be able to lead them into kind of a new a new window, a, a new uh, a new way of trying to get back into the picture without having to be uh, gifted a 10th place playoff spot uh, and and let them come out. And then hopefully in like two years time, we can talk about Minnesota versus Vancouver. And actually I won't be as negative. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I definitely think the best thing for them is to lose this series and get as high of a pick as they can. They're a team I wouldn't mind seeing Alexi Lefkoe go to. I would love to see Lafreniere go to. A, because they're in the West and Ottawa doesn't have to deal with them. And B, I think that this would be great for Minnesota. It would. An exciting player. Mm-hmm. Like they, they have not had one of those. No, no offense they- to Parise, that signing was huge and really good for them at the time, but... He's not the player that you wanna you you wanna have on your marketing. You're not gonna be like, oh, I can't wait to watch some Parise highlights tonight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, no, oh, it would be good for market. Great coverage coming down the neutral zone. Wow, Parise, I could watch these clips for hours. It's he's just not that player, and that's what I think Minnesota badly, badly, badly needs. Yeah, and on the flip side of that, Vancouver's they're on to something. They're a good young team. They're talented. A win in a series like this would be great for them experience-wise. If they can keep that core together and not trade Brock Besser, unless it's to Ottawa. Yeah. Uh, like, it, I think, it would make a lot of sense going to Minnesota, just saying. Hometown yeah, guy, yeah. The easy to market, so maybe. But no, it's it would be insane to me if they traded Besser. I don't yeah. know. Well, I guess they're up against it for the wall, but or for the cap. But that's just because they were idiots. Yeah, uh, yeah. Find an, well, find another way. You don't trade one of your best players. 
un- unload a bad contract and give up a first round pick. Like, yeah. like well, that's what, bite the bullet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you, you find a way to do that. Don't give it up because if they do give up Besser, yeah, you still have Pedersen. You still have uh, you still have a whole bunch of other great Quinn Hughes, who we haven't talked about. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, how, how I'm looking up and down the, the lineup right now, and I'm like, oh, I'm just jealous at this point. Uh, which we can talk about. Like, how is Vancouver not better than what they are? Like, they've got this much talent. Like, come on, their front office are idiots. Especially if they are trading Besser. Well, uh, who else do they have on the blue line other than Quinn Hughes right now? Oh yeah, that's we don't need to talk about their blue line. Yeah, well that's why that's why they're not than they are, <laughs> right? Like they, they got Brandon Sutter, Jordy Ben. It, it's <laughs> it's coming. Adler. They're in, it's coming. They're in like yeah. year two and a half of a, probably a five year rebuild. You know, like the, another year or two, this team is going to be probably one of the best teams in the West if they can keep it together. Like the probably. What's that? If Demko can become uh, a great goalie, and then you got yeah. Mikey DiPietro on the back end as well, yep. just needs a little bit of seasoning. Like they truly do have uh, a way of kind of becoming. I, I think if you're looking at teams, they have the biggest chance of becoming a dynasty yeah. in the next ten years. I could see them easily with this this uh, lineup winning three cups. They're they're what Ottawa wants to be in two years. Yeah, right? and I don't like I don't think. I don't think that's out of the question for Ottawa either. No, no, definitely not. The draft will help. The, the draft arguably would put Ottawa in a better place than Vancouver. Um, you know, you could potentially get a Pedersen type player and maybe even a guy who's better than Brock Besser. I was standing <laughs> in this year's draft. You know, so, so, so Ottawa definitely could be in that spot. Um, so I think we're both in agreement. Yeah, then, yeah, we have both have Vancouver coming out of this one. Oh, yeah. This, this next one, this last qualifying series to me is the most interesting one and i'll tell you why yeah no no go for it but but no i I was gonna say i'll tell you why but i want to get your thoughts on it first because i i know we have contrary opinions here so so i want to hear what you have to say i find i find this one super interesting because these are both teams kind of on the same like i think they're they're the same coin with uh you know what I'm trying to say. They have a very similar... If you're looking at the lineup, I find them very similar. You've got some very strong defense on both teams. You've got a good smattering of a little bit past your prime offense, or forwards, but you have teams that have bought in. These aren't teams that are being run or managed by one or two players that are really kind of pushing it. They're teams that are all on the same page, all 100% about this is how we're going to play, this is how we're going to win style of hockey. Uh, I don't think either of these teams are the strongest they've been in the last few years. I think that both of the teams need uh, need to kind of sw- switch things in and out. You've got Nashville, who brought in Duchesne, and he's been he's been good. He's been good. He's not Duchesne in his last season in Ottawa or anything like that. Uh, and then you've got. You've got uh, the Yotes, who have kind of like Stepan. You've got these players that had a lot of success in the past, who know what it takes to win, but they're not. They don't have the jump they used to do. So, it's a team of misfits. Both teams are kind of a team of misfits and outcasts that have a lot to prove. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm struggling on who I think is going to win. I think I have it. I have Nashville uh, squeaking out over, just because I don't think they're as slow as uh, the Yotes are. But I, I'm not confident. 
So this is going to be a five-game series. Yeah. Um, but to me, the Coyotes, the Coyotes are going to win. Um, and they're not going to win because they're better than the Nashville Predators. The Arizona Coyotes are going to win because the Nashville Predators can't get their shit together. <laughs> it's 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 because they don't know who they are. Like to me, they're probably going to start Pecorine. Which yeah. doesn't which oh, doesn't make sense. It does not make sense. UC Saros has been the better goaltender across the board. He's got a better record. He's got better numbers. But they're they're committed to this undying loyalty to Rene. And defensively, the Predators are terrible. They're which terrible. Is so weird because you go back what three seasons and they were giving yeah. up the because they had too many skilled defensemen. Well, look at their blue line. You got Roman Yossi, who for my money is the best defenseman in the league this year. And then you've got Ryan Ellis, you've got Matthias Ekholm, like you've got good defenders, but they can't, but they can't defend. And 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 Arizona is a really good defensive team. Like they've they they were tied for the third least amount of goals given up this year. But but their leading scorer is Nick Schmaltz. I don't it think does, he's a bad player. It doesn't matter. I don't. I, I can't. I can't see them winning because they're they're, they're just so many weird weird players on this team. You got Schmaltz. They're not better. I don't. So I, like, I don't know. I, I find it really hard in looking at lineups. Uh, and I, I will admit, I didn't watch these teams enough in the regular season to be like, I can. I think stylistically, this person has the, uh, the advantage. It's yeah. more just like, uh, I, I, I just can't see the Coyotes roster just looking at them and, and having the ability to power through any team. They're not better than Nashville. But Nashville hasn't been able to take that step all year. They made a coaching change. It hasn't had a tangible effect. Now, granted, there wasn't a lot of time to see that to to see the effects. Uh, you know, Hines didn't. Hines was working with a shortened season. He didn't have a lot of time to establish himself. I I, I don't see Nashville being cohesive enough to win this series because talent wise, they should win it. But Darcy Kemper has been awesome this year. And the other part of the equation is Arizona's finally getting healthy. Arizona got ravaged by injuries this year. They had more man games lost than any team in the league, if I'm not mistaken. So now that they're healthy and they're together, you're going to see some of their young players shine through. Fisher and Dvorak and kids like that. And I think they're going to win this one in five. I think it's going to be close. It'll probably be a couple overtime games at least. And look... if the Predators go with Saros, I'm a little more confident in them. Um, <laughs> they won't. Like, yeah, I don't think They're they will either. They're 100% all in on trying to get Rene a cup, which, you know what, that's pretty cool. I get it. He's your he's your one goalie you've had since the inception of kind of your team that has yeah. been a good goalie, someone you can hang your hat on. But he's he's so past his prime. No, and, and, and that loyalty is what's going to lose them this series. But, yeah, I... I I, th- I think Nashville is better offensively. That's not disputable. The Coyotes are better defensively. So again, it comes down to goaltending <laughs> in a series like that. And when you have Darcy Kemper outperforming Pecorine, that's a problem if you're the Predators. Now, is, is some of Rene's season due to uh, bad defensive play and bad defensive systems? For sure. Like if you talk to if you talk to the Predators fans or any kind of Predators coverage, follow any kind of Predators coverage, the defense has been the sticking point all year. It's what's held them back. Which um, is so weird. 
Yeah, it is. It is, so it is really me. weird. But it, it comes down to systems and it comes down to structure. I don't think Nashville's had enough time to put in a defensive structure in place. I think a lot of organizations got fooled by Craig Berube coming in midseason and coaching the Blues to the Cup last year. Like, like that does that's that's not something that's going to happen every year, folks. So, so no, yeah, like five years in a row of just like coaching shifts that lead a, a team that's underperformed to, for years into winning a cup. I'm down for it. Just because yeah, that's a fun story. It, it, it's happened it's more than just, once. It's not it's not a science. You're, you're flipping a coin, uh, especially with coaching shifts this late in the year. If everyone can buy in, which I do think both of these teams know that they're not the, the best team in the playoffs so they have to buy into systems yeah uh then it can make a big difference but i i just don't think uh, i i agree with you that nashville uh is going to be up against it i just i can't i can't like yeah they have their their leading point getter is yossi he's been fantastic then you got philip forsberg i just i can't unless kessel looks like kessel from three or four years ago and taylor hall does kind of finally find his place on this team then I could see them doing it, but I just never saw that when I tried to watch the team this year, uh, just in, in certain games. They didn't look like they cared. And I know that's a harsh thing to say because every hockey player cares in any yeah. sports. Anyone playing sports, it doesn't matter. You're, you're putting everything out there, but it just felt like they, no matter what they were doing, they were not the players that I thought they were. Yeah, yeah. I think that's fair. Um, so you're going Nashville. Nashville. I'm, I'm going, going Nashville. Arizona. Five games, five Perfect. games, though. I do think five yeah, games. Yeah. I'm taking the Coyotes in five. So we've both got Winnipeg advancing then. We've both got Edmonton advancing. we both got Vancouver advancing. And we're differing where you have Nashville and I have Arizona. So that's what our qualifying round looks like. Let's talk about the round robin now. Because uh, there are four really good hockey teams who are in this round robin getting a bye to the first round of the playoffs. Blues? Yeah, the we got the Blues. The Knights and the Stars. Yes, and you got the correct order and everything. I knew it. I just wanted to and not sound like an idiot. Um, so That's why don't why you have work... me on? It's like, it's <laughs> sound like the idiot. Thing. So it's like, yeah, I, I'm. I, you're the straight man. I'm. Uh, I'm monkey news here. So. <laughs> monkey news. <laughs> All right. Well, why don't we work our way from uh, fourth to first? Who do you have finishing fourth in the round robin? Dallas. Yeah, I, me too. I don't think they're a bad team. <laughs> I think they're 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 a fine team. I just. I don't know. They're they don't impress me much no. uh, when it comes to having any X factors. They've got they've got good everything up and down the lineup. I think that they deserve to kind of be in the bye over most other teams, uh, yeah. just because they were more consistent this year, uh, and they did manage to uh, they did manage to win a lot of games. I didn't think they had any business winning. Uh, yeah. In the middle of the season, they had a long run, right? They had like a. I had like a six or seven game winning streak at some point, but it was like the most boring winning streak I've ever seen. It was just a bunch of like, all right, yeah, you guys won three, two, uh, right. you won four, two. It was just kind of like a very plain, nothing, no, no peskiness. Just like, yeah, we're going to come in. We win this game. We won in the first half of the game and we just coasted to the, to the, to the win, which yeah. given kind of like similar situation, they had the surprise coach coaching change too. Right. Yeah, because Montgomery uh, had to step down. Yeah, exactly, and they uh, that almost felt like it uh, galvanized the team. It like did. It gave them a, a, a personality, and they wanted to win for a little bit, and they kind of just kept going and going and going, which was cool. But I don't know. I, I like I like teams with some 
chutzpah with a lot of excitement. <laughs> I like I like to watch a, a player that is super dynamic, and that's not saying Ben and Sagan isn't. But you look at the other three teams ahead of them on this, uh, or the other three teams in this round, Robin, I just see them winning. Yeah. There's, placing above them. Yeah, there's a clear drop-off. They're, they're Philadelphia West. Yeah. Uh, I got Vegas coming in third. Do you too? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's pretty. Uh, <laughs> <it'll> be, <laughs> I just think that the Blues and the Avalanche were so much better than basically all the other teams in the West this year that it's easy to kind of uh, slot them ahead. I think Vegas is a good team. I wouldn't be surprised to see them pull off some upsets mm-hmm. uh, in this thing. I could, I could see them finishing first. Uh, I just don't think they will. Yeah, yeah. Colorado and St. Louis have clearly been the class of the league all year. I have Colorado coming in second, and you? Yes, but I'm. Ooh. I'm it's. I have them coming second, but I'm not a hundred percent. No, definitely not. They're too skilled to be a hundred percent on them finishing anything other than first. Like they're so good. <laughs> they're so good. Like they've got probably the second best line in the league, the second best top line in the league. When you talk about Landis Cog and McKinnon and Rantanen. Um, defensively, Kale McCarr, Sam Gerrard was underrated this year too. Nikita Zadorov, I think, is one of the better physical defenders in the league. Absolutely. And I like their forward depth. I think Nazem Kadri is going to be a huge addition for them. But for me, for me, St. Louis at number stay one. Out of uh, <laughs> the suspension, though, that's the big thing. Yeah, I think he will. Yeah, him being able to play not in front of fans is actually such a boon to Kadri because he's such an emotional player. If he yeah. can. And not in his hometown Canadian market. Like, yeah, I think he, he's learned. He, oh, I think so too. And he's got uh, he's got a lot to prove. Yeah. Like when we look at when I talk about teams that don't have these players that I like storyline players. Like I think that Colorado is all storyline. They're barely removed from the worst uh, one of the worst seasons. It is still the worst season, or did Detroit beat them? I think it, Detroit oh, beat them. Yeah, yeah, but it doesn't count because of the thing. Oh, the oh right, COVID. right, because they didn't so, finish the season. Yeah. So they've got these players. They know a lot of the 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 lunch bucket crew, the core of this team, uh, know what, what it was like to lose, felt that, and now they're coming in as these powerhouses. You got McKinnon, you got McCarr, you got Landeskog, you've got Kadri, and it's one of Rant- these things. Where- and back. Rantanen, you've got Gerard. You had a player like Duchesne that was such a black spot on your roster for so long, and you had Sakek, who was so patient, so smart that he managed to basically fleece two organizations mm-hmm. in uh, in getting the better better deal out, coming out of there. Like Gerard, like that guy could have been uh, on on natural, and I think we have a different discussion going on. I like, agree. yeah, you still already have that, but imagine if you have Gerard on your third pairing, changes a whole bunch of things. So. I think that uh, Colorado, it's the East is lucky Colorado isn't coming in there because I think that Colorado would would be able to skate by every single team in the East. Uh, but St. Louis, I think they're they're one year out of a uh, out of a fantastic Stanley Cup run. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have skill top to bottom. Petrangelo is, is looking fantastic. Bennington is looking fantastic. And what Stanley Cup team who's trying to repeat? doesn't want a three-month break definitely that's a really good point it's wild to me like i think back to pittsburgh when they did it and they almost repeated but luckily the uh, olympics made all of their ridiculous world-class players have to play even more hockey (laughs) even later and they didn't win three in a row because screw the penguins uh 
I think I think St. Louis is going to have uh, very little issue in the uh, round robin. I think they're going to win all their games. I think so too. Um, one thing you didn't touch on was the rest of their blue line, other than Petrangelo, and it's pretty it's pretty good. Justin, you got Justin Falk and Colton Pareko. Um, like they, me too. That they, they, they're a really good all around squad. So coming out of the round robin, we both have Winnipeg and St. Louis in round one. I think it's pretty safe to say we're both taking the Blues. Yeah, I think uh, especially if uh, the Blues do cook in the round robin. Yeah, uh, coming in with confidence, I think that they're going to have no problem kind of skating around a lot of the uh, the Winnipeg players. Five games, maybe six. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe if uh, if Halibut is is playing out of his mind. But uh, I think I think St. Louis easy peasy for him. Yeah, Halibut will make it competitive, but the Blues are just in every on every in every facet of the ice. They're they're the superior team. Uh, they they're better offensively. They're deeper. Uh, I'll take their blue line over Winnipeg's any day. So I'm in the same boat as you. St. Louis in five, maybe six. Uh, next, we got Edmonton and Dallas, and I think this is an interesting one. Where who do you think is coming out of that series? I think this is close. I think uh, it's it's opposite teams. Yeah. You've got the Oilers, who are charisma talent out of a few players, and then you have Dallas, who yeah, you've got your highly highly skilled players, but they play that complete kind of sixty minute game. They're not waiting for opportunities. They're just trying to smother you out in certain ways and just kind of win with uh, with attrition and and relying on a few players to uh, to kind of have that extra gear. Where Edmonton, it's like all right, McDavid, all right, dry it. It's all you. Do whatever you need to do. We'll do our best to kind of keep up. Uh, so I, I I'm torn, but I have Edmonton. I do too. I think I think their firepower is going to push them through. I just don't think Dallas can keep up offensively. I like Dallas. Dallas is a good team, but they're missing a couple pieces to really be that class of the Western Conference Stanley Cup contender. Not saying Edmonton is, because I think Edmonton is going to work their way into a second round that they probably don't belong in. Uh, or maybe, they, or maybe they do just belong in the second round. But yeah. either, either, but either way, I think Edmonton, I think Dallas is, I think Dallas is going to end up really unlucky because of all the teams they could be matched up against. I think Edmonton is the team they probably can't beat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Stylistically, they're they're too too different. Yeah. and I think that they could contain a lot of other. Like if they they were against Vancouver, I think that Vancouver would have a lot of trouble. I but like I think, Dallas's chances against Vancouver. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But McDavid and Dry are just oh, like they're insane. Yeah, they're, it's too they're much. ridiculous. It's cheating. They've got they've got hacks on. They're they it's it's stupid when you watch that skill level and it's kind of a farce how bad Edmonton's done building around them. Yeah. So it's it's this kind of this funny thing where I think Dallas is one of the best uh, crafted teams right now. They're missing one more piece, maybe two more pieces to really get them into the, the elite talk. Uh, where Edmonton is just a few elite pieces, like Chiasson. Like, like, <laughs> they've got these weird players that are, are good on their team for some reason. That if you swap them out with a, 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 play, a better player, someone with more skill, more pedigree, uh, they're immediately a much more uh, serious team to contend with. But instead, it's kind of a two or three player show every night. Yeah. yeah. Corey Crawford also just confirmed that he tested positive for COVID-19 and that's why he was out. Eh. Um, it's not uh, that it matters to anything, but I figured we would we would get that out there. Get that out uh, there, which it's, uh, I hope he's he's recovered. I'm sure he is if he's allowed to, to meet with the team. 
Yeah, hopefully his lungs are okay, right? Like, that's the thing. Wild. That's, that's gonna, the crazy part, yeah. Yeah. So that um, – sorry. Next we've got Vancouver and uh, I think we both have Colorado there, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we've got Vancouver and Colorado. Again, I think it's an easy one for me. I think the Avalanche take it. It's uh, – I'm excited for this series, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like you've There's got some McCarver, good firepower. You've got McCarr versus Hughes. You have McKinnon versus uh, Pedersen. Like, you have so much young talent on mm. both teams. It's a sports writer's dream, kind of, yeah. Exactly. It's it's going to be so much fun to watch. Uh, I feel so bad for both goalies. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be wild uh i i think abs again i think the abs are are just a little bit they're they're one step ahead of colorado and i think colorado they, losing yeah. here is important for them uh they, for their development i know yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for the nucks to lose here i think that they're gonna learn a lot about playoff hockey they're gonna learn a lot about the uh how to compete against top talent and they're going to come out as a force in the upcoming years. Uh, but I think I think the Avalanche are just one full rung above them on the ladder right now. Yeah, it reminds me of when uh, of when Ottawa beat Pittsburgh in 2007 and how important that was for the development of guys like Crosby and Malkin and even Flurry. Young teams getting beat by older, better teams, it's nothing to be ashamed of. In fact, it probably does more favors for them in the long run. I'm with you. I think it's going to be Colorado in five, maybe six. I wouldn't be surprised if Vancouver gets two games against them, but that's probably it. Um, I think every single game is going to be a banger. A definitely. definitely. super exciting. Like this, If I had to pick one series, if I was only allowed to watch one series, it would be those two. Yeah, it won't be any one nothing or two one games or <laughs> Absolutely not. And this one is where we kind of differentiate a bit because I have it as Vegas and versus Arizona and you have it as Vegas versus Nashville. So for me, I think Arizona is a nice story beating the Predators, but Vegas is such a deep four-line team. Uh, they've got some of the more underrated defensemen in the league. I love Shea Theodore's game. For me, it, it, this is pretty easy too. I think Vegas probably takes it, if not four, then in five. Where where do you have uh, Vegas doing against Nashville? Same. Uh, yeah. I I don't think that it matters which team comes out of that series. Uh, I think that Vegas is built. It was built for this. Yeah. It was built to with their their falters in last year. They shored up. They got they got a little bit stronger. Uh, kind of up and down the lineup. The four lines that you mentioned, I think that's Vegas' biggest strength. Definitely. I think out of the West, they are the best crafted roster uh, for you can always have someone on the ice that is is very skilled. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if that's enough to kind of push them into the, the finals, but against uh, the Nashville Predators, I think that they, they are gonna, they're just going to kick back, win in five. I think so too. And, you know, like you said, skill down the lineup. We're talking about Mark Stone, William Carlson. Yeah, guys that can all score goals. And and even in goaltending, like we've talked about it a million times now, I think, but they have the best goaltending duo in the league with Marc-Andre Fleury and Robin Leonard. So even if things don't go well early or somebody gets hurt, they have a great goaltender to fall back on. Vegas is going to be a really hard team to beat for me. Uh, so we both have St. Louis and Edmonton, uh, and I kind of alluded to this earlier, so I might as well just say it. I think St. Louis definitely beats the Oilers. Um, if, Edmonton- again, last week I would have taken the, uh, the Oilers, but wow, really? Yeah. Yeah. Last week I was all about the Oilers. 
when I was thinking about things, I'm like, oh, they've just got they've got too much skill. But now, St. Louis. Yeah, they have too much. They have too much skill, but not enough of anything else. That's exactly. <laughs> they, they, they don't. They don't. They don't have enough on the blue line. I'm not confident in their situation between the pipes, and especially when you factor in the experience factor. St. Louis is a bigger, more physical team. They've been through the gauntlet. They had some absolute wars of series last year. Even their Stanley Cup final series was seven games. Uh, so I, I think St. Louis is, like you said, built for this. I think that's a great way to put it. Edmonton is not built for this yet. Um, it, it remains to be seen whether or not they'll get there. But but I'm taking St. Louis in at most six games. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of in the same same boat. I don't think we'll ever really be in contention. I think that St. Louis will even the games that St. Louis lose here. I think will be games that it looks like they were gonna win, but then McDavid and Dry just have that that ability to steal moments, yeah. steal steal a goal when they shouldn't. Uh, but I don't think that they're enough to power through uh, the lineup of the Blues. No, definitely not. I think Koskinen might steal a game or two, but that's about it. Uh, on the other side of things, we've got Vegas and Colorado, which oh man, this is gonna be a fun series. Yeah, it's uh, gonna be great. This would be an absolute slugfest. And when you look at it, it's going to be very, very close. I think this is probably a seven-game series. Uh, it's going to be physical. It's going to be high-scoring. Um, and it's going to be fun. It's going to be two teams rolling four lines at each other and just trying to beat each other into submission. I'm taking Vegas. I really I got the ass. I've got the yeah, ass. I thought I, so. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the ass coming out of this. I, I don't know if it's anything specific that has them uh kind of edging out vegas but it's just I, i've got some confidence in that team it's and that's fair for me the reason i'm picking vegas is again it comes down to goaltending uh especially in a seven game series uh vegas has been there before i think the goaltending is going to win them this series in all likelihood and one thing i haven't seen a lot of people talk about Vegas is a motivated team after what happened to them last year. I am of the opinion that had Vegas not um, had that seven-game collapse against San Jose, uh, they would have won the Stanley Cup. I really believe. I really Ooh. think they. I, I really believe they would have knocked off St. Louis, and then I think they were probably the worst possible matchup for Boston. Uh, even even San Jose, you could have made an argument, could have won all the way. When they they limped into that conference final against St. Louis, they were so bad they by were the broken. end. Of, yeah, yeah they by were the end absolutely of, broken. By the end of the series, they had nobody. So for me, Vegas should have won the cup last year. Um, so so I'm taking them. Um, a thing for Colorado for me is Landis Cog. I yeah. think that he is a, a fantastic leader. I think he galvanizes his team very very well. Uh, and when who were we talking about? Was it Minnesota? Yeah, Anderson probably robbed uh, Ottawa from getting Gabriel Landeskog, but yeah. that's uh, yeah. that's going back a long time. But uh, I was really big on him back then. His points leave a little bit to be desired. I was all I always thought he would be more of a 60, 70 point guy in the NHL, but he's more of a zero point five points per game, a little bit higher than that, a little bit higher than that. But yeah. uh, that kind of not the 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 McKinnon of the team or anything like that. But I think that he is going to keep Colorado so focused. 
mm-hmm. think that they're not going to have distractions. I think they're going to be a, a team with a mission, kind of like what we were talking about with Vegas. I think that they want this to be their, hey, take us seriously. We've put on winning streaks. We've been first in the league, but people still aren't mentioning us as Stanley Cup contenders. Come on. It's our time. We'll go, and I think this series is going to be a six or seven games, and I think it's going to be an absolute delight. Uh, but I think that McKinnon and McCarr uh, are are going to be just out of this, out of the world, uh, when it comes to being able to hit that extra level, and they're going to power through uh, that ridiculous goaltending combo. It's stupid. You should not be able to have like, oh, you know what, uh, Flurry, so much experience, but you know what, sometimes it gets a little bit tired kind of going down <laughs> some series. You should be able to be like, yeah, your turn, Robin Leonard. Yeah, you're coming off two ridiculous seasons. Yeah, you, you just walk right in here and start picking up the slack. Like that's dumb. This I would be allowed. <laughs> Take back the trade. <laughs> Come on, league. Do something right for a change. I would argue that I like Vegas's leadership group even a little better than Colorado's. You got Marc-Andre Fleury, who's a multi-time Stanley Cup champion, went to another final. You have Mark Stone. We know all about his leadership capabilities. He's been to a seventh game double overtime of a... Uh, ooh, Coyote's relationship with GM Chaika fell apart over new opportunities. So maybe he's getting hired elsewhere. That's um, weird. Yeah, that, that is weird. Right before that, the play-in round. That's... Yeah. What? <laughs> That is, <laughs> is that allowed? Like, what's going I have no on? No idea. It, I wonder if I wonder. Oh, I wonder if it's uh, Arizona wanting somebody else. That I could see. I could see maybe Seattle. Uh, uh, Wait, has oh, oh, no. Already... At some point, at some point during the pandemic, the Coyotes were approached about Shaka's availability and granted permission for him to explore the situation. Seattle would make sense. They love their analytics. Like, yeah, it, and that well, would make sense give him carte blanche to draft like you you take you take a look at uh the golden knights which we're talking about right now they kind of fell ass backwards into smart analytics choices that wasn't their goal but getting much so william carlson well no carlson was kind of more of a was he good at analytics it's kind of hard to remember i think he just had some really bad luck when he was playing on uh was it columbus Yes, it was. Yeah, he had a horrible shooting percentage, but he was still dominating uh, possession. But they took, a, they just got those players gifted to them. Literally, hey, take this other good player, but also take this just to guarantee it's not this player we think we like. It's dumb, so dumb. <laughs> uh, that that whole thing just makes me mad because Vegas, you shouldn't be able to walk in like this. But Chaka is kind of the perfect kind of fit for that. He can spend the next couple of months going up and down lineups, finding these gems of players that are being ignored and uh, crafting a a team out of Seattle. Now, that being said, they have a bunch of other options they could go for. Like, hey, hey, Seattle, pick Chiarelli so we can have something to laugh at. And then there's (laughs) uh, Bowman. Is he still in Chicago? Yes. He should be fired. He really should be fired, but he'd, he'd be someone I could see them going just for, uh, hey, we got this big name on that. But I would be super excited to see Chaka, Chaka, Shaka, whatever. I'm really bad at saying his name. Uh, <laughs> kind of at the helm of a new team and a helm of a team that isn't the same difficulty that uh, Phoenix is giving. It'll def- Having to be the Phoenix Coyotes GM, I think, is thankless. Kind of like Pierre Dorian's role in Ottawa. There's so many other factors around you that you have to kind of always be thinking about that you'll never be able to kind of have your own complete vision. Not yeah. saying you can't do well that way, but it's just, it's tricky. 
Yeah, it'll definitely be interesting to see what he can do. Uh, we get, we're down to the Western Conference Final here. Um, you've got St. Louis and Colorado. Who do you have coming out of there? St. Louis. Wow. Back to back. Yeah, I, I have them. I think Colorado has a, a tougher route into these uh, into this conference final. I think they'll be a little bit t- a little bit more banged up, especially Definitely. having to go through Vegas. Uh, and I think that St. Louis is just going to be able to, to, I don't think they're that much better than Colorado on paper. I just think that they're going to be able to beat them five, six games. I don't think it's going to be particularly exciting hockey. I think yeah. it's, it's going to be kind of like, all right, St. Louis, you, this is, this reminds me of last year. You're stronger, you're bigger, and you've got enough players that can, can score goals. Mm-hmm. I have St. Louis in Vegas. And I have Vegas going to the Stanley Cup final. I had a feeling um, if you were it was how you said that last year, you thought Vegas would uh, would do it. Okay, okay. What's your factors here? I'm curious. Uh, well, you talked about how Colorado is going to have a tougher road. I agree with that. Uh, Vegas does have a tougher road, but I think Vegas will come out of that Colorado series uh, in better shape than the Avalanche would. Um, just because they don't have to run their top guys into the ground. Um, they don't have to kill Mark Stone with ice time. They they probably will anyway. They should. Uh, so they, should abs- they should absolutely. But but they're probably going to be uh, be able to be a little more creative in terms of their matchups. Uh, I like coach. I like the coaching as well. Um, say what you will about Pete DeBoer. He's a guy who's gotten deep into the playoffs multiple times in his career. He's been to two Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, I I don't see a reason why he can't do it again. I think he. Because of the depth that his lineup has, I believe he'll be able to outcoach uh, the Avalanche. Uh, I think I, I've got a take about Pete DeBoer. I is, think that he is the he has been unfortunately scapegoated by all the other he organizations has. he's been with. Because if you look For at sure. he's he's always had success, and then the GMs do not make the changes needed. He gets he, he gets handed these older uh, lineups that he kind of gets going, but they can't they can't stay sustained that way. I don't think he's stubborn. I don't think he's mean. I think he's kind of boring, which makes it super easy for him to kind of get the boot. And I think that yeah. he, as much as Gallant, Gallant is a ridiculously good coach when it comes to getting a team together going, I think he's a smarter coach. I think, I think that so he. Too. He was a very good change for Vegas, and I think that a reason why we saw Vegas kind of get better when they made that coaching shift is he. Yeah, they were eight and two in their last ten. Yeah, I think that they well they were they weren't even bad going into that. No, but but they struggled to win. They struggled to string wins together. Yeah. Well, exactly. I think that uh, DeBoer knows what he has in a Mark Stone. He's not going to be like, okay, you're great at this, just keep doing what you're doing. I think he knows how to craft a line around him and to to bring out that sort of extra gear that we know Mark has that we saw uh, in last year's playoff. Yeah, exactly. Well, and you think back to Boucher, like that was when Mark Stone was the best, was under Guy Boucher, and it's because Guy Boucher has the billion other reasons why he should have been fired. He was so good at identifying the, the, the strengths uh, and weaknesses of players and putting them into a position to succeed. Mark Borowiecki, if it's a farce, he hasn't been signed by Ottawa just because, come on, we need something, uh, owes his resurgence in the last couple of years to Guy Boucher. Because Guy Boucher sat him down and told him, look, bud, you need to stop trying to do these weird passes, these weird plays. You will hit every player 
that comes over the blue line, and then you will just pass it up the neutral zone to have someone else make that transition pass. And and Mark, being a smart guy that he is, said, all right. And that's what he's done in the last three years, and he has been a completely different player than we saw before that. I and, think that's more than fair. Yeah. And I think that's what Pete DeBoer is kind of doing with some of these other players in Vegas, and they, he has such a lineup uh, around him that it, they're going to be good. I just don't think they're better than Colorado in the, <laughs> the series before. But I think that uh, I think that Mark Stone, I think if they do beat Colorado, I think you're right that this is going to be Mark Stone being like, hey, stop ignoring me. Give me a Selkie nom. Give me a heart nom, for Christ's sakes. I'm Mark Stone. <laughs> Come on. Uh, and just, he's going he's gonna to put his name on a map because this is his time. He's, he's peaking. Uh, so I kind of do hope to see it go just because I love the dude. But, uh, yeah. again, I still think they lose to Colorado. But you, I can definitely see where you're coming from for beating St. Louis. Yeah. So my Stanley Cup final is actually a rematch of 2018. It's Washington and Vegas again. Uh, and yours is Pittsburgh and St. Louis uh, for the first time ever. Since you're the guest, my friend, I'll let you go first. Who's taking home the Stanley Cup? St. Louis. Woohoo! Uh, back to I, back. Repeat. I think they're repeating. Uh, I didn't think this last year or last week uh, and or last year. Uh, but I think that they're in such a unique position to be a Stanley Cup winner and getting three months off. Like yeah, the biggest absolutely. knock on these teams are these Stanley Cup teams is how hard it is to to win again because you have such a shortened off season. You're still nursing injuries, uh, but they have literally had three months of you can't do anything uh, to get up to a hundred percent. You got Tarasenko coming back in. You've got like they weren't even banged up that hard this season, right? I'm trying to think back. They've had no. like many like small injuries. <laughs> Tarasenko was the big one, but like you. I, I, I think that they're just going to be able to play that same game that they played last year. And I think that Pittsburgh is uh, going to put up a really good fight. But I think that they're just a little bit too old to be able to power through a team like uh, like the Blues. I would agree with you. I think St. Louis would win that series. For me, Vegas and Washington, this is, a, this is again, going to be a fun one. It was fun last time. I think it's going to be fun again. I don't think it's going to be five games again. I think it's going to be six. Um... And I think because you're looking at a motivated team, you're looking at great goaltending, you're looking at high-end skill, I think the Vegas Golden Knights are going to win the Stanley Cup. Um, it's like I said, they have such they have the benefit of a fallback that other teams don't. If, if things don't go well with Marc-Andre Fleury or Robin Leonard, they can switch or, or vice versa. I think Mark Stone, now that he's had time to get healthy, is going to absolutely take over the Stanley Cup playoffs. I think he's going to win a con Smythe in this series against Washington. Oh, and I like that. I think he's going to show his value. I think Stone going toe-to-toe with Ovechkin for a Stanley Cup final. Uh, I think Vegas has center depth that the Capitals don't. Uh, I think, again, I I think it comes down to goaltending. I think it's going to be a very high-scoring series, but I do think Vegas is going to bring it home uh, just because of the fact that they can roll four lines. I don't think Braden Holtby is going to have quite the performance that he did two years ago. I think a motivated Marc-Andre Fleury or a motivated Robin Leonard are going to play absolutely out of their skulls. And I think you, you're looking at a Vegas team that two years in a row feels like they've been robbed and they've left something on the table. I think they're going to push all their chips to the table and I think they're going to take home their first Stanley Cup. 
I think uh, I think you're right about Vegas beating uh, Washington in that case. Uh, Holtby, uh, I love Holtby, uh, but he is not the Holtby of two years ago. He's no. he, like he was Mr. Consistent back then. Yep. Just always, always putting together a great game, and that's not the, what we've seen him this season. If he does get back to that, then I think that Washington does have a chance of beating the Knights just because it's – how do you ignore – the skill up and down Washington's lineup, especially with a goalie of that caliber. I just can't see it happening. And I, I think that if the Knights do make it to the final, even if it's against my uh, East team of uh, the Pengs, I, I think that Vegas would beat them too, because I think that they're a, a full top to bottom crafted team with, uh, with that double goalie tandem that no other team in this playoffs has. Yeah, I, I agree. I think these playoffs are going to be ridiculous. And it's going to be I, I, fun, hmm. and I'm happy the Sens aren't in it, is <laughs> how I would put it, because I think it would be very frustrating to watch these and have your team go out in the, uh, the first two rounds just because you've been waiting for this for so long in the discourse uh, that it would be like, way more crushing like could you imagine some of these fan bases it's like oh yeah 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 we're gonna get to watch the hawks play playoff hockey again for the first few years and it's like okay you lost two games and you're going home we've been talking oh, yeah. about this for like three months and you're trash like that, that it's just so mean but <laughs> i can't wait for any of this hockey and i i i we're, we're gonna have to tally it up and see uh which one of us had better predictions even though like 85 percent of our predictions are the exact they'll same. all be wrong they'll all be wrong <laughs> So it's going to be, you know what, how, how are we not seeing it now? It's, it's going to be Blackhawks versus Montreal. Uh, a showdown of epic proportions of the garbage teams. Oh, that would be good, though. I'd be down for that. Matt Bossy, it has been a pleasure having you for these two episodes, my friend. Thank you for doing Thank you for, for having me. That was a blast. And uh, when, when's it start? How long do we have to wait until we got some hockey? Next week. Uh, August 1st or 2nd, I think, is where the day it kicks off. That's crazy. I know. I'm so excited. <laughs> That's awesome. I can't wait. Where can the people find you on the socials, my friend? Uh, you'll, you'll see me. I'm in everyone's freaking <laughs> I'm <hundreds>. everywhere. I'm <laughs> I'll find you. I'm yelling at all, at all times. Uh, at Matt Bosty. Uh, at Matt Bosty. You can also just search Bosty. Uh, if you search Matt, there's a billion of us. You'll, you won't find us. But uh, you'll, you'll do better following Brandon. Like my last tweets, I think I've just tweeted about hamburgers for the last like six days. So don't follow me. There's nothing wrong with tweeting about hamburgers, but folks, if you do want that hockey take with the occasional hamburger take, it's at Brandon Mackey underscore. Thank you for listening. As always, make sure you like the podcast, share it with your friends, rate five stars, download and subscribe. I am so excited to be talking about some playoff hockey again. We'll do that next week for episode 29. Please continue to wear a mask, stay safe and take care.